Welcome to the Queens of the North podcast. I'm Gabby DePaula along with Drew Jones. We are heading into week five. We are a quarter of a way through the NFL season. A quarter. That went by so fast already. I know. I feel like it always does. Especially for you guys. You had three games in 11 days. Mm-hmm. So you saw, I mean, all of your games came quickly and they were one of the first ones to happen in each week. Honestly, all the football just runs together at that point, especially mm-hmm. when you like watch like a whole Sunday slate. Like if you watch a morning game, an afternoon game, and then the night game, and then watch Monday night, it's just like it all just runs together at some point. It does. Yeah. It all kind of goes together. But a uh, tough week for both teams. I think uh, Steelers, they lost the Jets. I don't know if anyone saw this because Zach Wilson was back. He was playing, it wasn't Joe Flacco anymore. Um, Zach Wilson played a heck of a game again I don't think I didn't see this I don't know you know who else saw this I don't know what you were thinking Ravens lost in the last quarter in the last couple minutes again mm-hmm. um, it's their fifth home game in a row that they've lost including the three from last year oh wow yeah so tough tough time for both teams um, how are you feeling about the Steelers um, Steelers and Jets losing to Zach Wilson, you know, do you think the Steelers may have overlooked him? Um, what's funny is last week, if you recall, I made a score prediction of 24 to 17 Jets over Steelers. So I kind of went into this game. Obviously, I hope to win each week, but I was like, ah, like our offense is not doing so hot. So I'm going to expect to lose. And funny enough, we lost 24 to 20. Um, but we had a garbage time field goal in, you know, at the end of the first half because of the, um, penalty. So, you know, it it was pretty close, but do, did they overlook Zach Wilson? I don't know. Maybe they just didn't like have a game plan for him. You know, I mean, especially like playing against Flacco for a number of years. I just don't think that they were, they anticipated how good he could be, especially coming off an injury. Yeah. Well, he was a little shaky last year. I think we did see a few sparks from him. Um, But I mean, the way Joe Flacco was kind of leading that team, of course, like, you know, they, I think they were uh, one and two going into that game, but it still was – I kind of thought they would keep Joe Flacco for another week or keep him in for another week because the Steelers' defense is no one to play with. And Zach Wilson's coming off a knee injury. I don't, I don't remember exactly what it was, but enough for to keep him out for three, four weeks. Yeah. Um, he actually had surgery on mm-hmm. that knee as yeah. well. Even though it wasn't ACL. It was like an MCL or meniscus, something like that, but still has have, surgery on it. Something like that. Yeah. It's like, I think all you have to do is clean it up. I haven't gotten mine cleaned up yet, which oh. I was actually thinking about it today. Anyways, back to the NFL. Um, I'm also not running into giant men for my job. <laughs> yeah. I would dislocate probably every bone in my body if that was my job. Sometimes I look at these, but like when they do the field views, I'm like, yeah. yo, like, this is ridiculous. I don't know how you withstand that for multiple downs a game, multiple games a year. Oh God. Yeah. Tough, tough, tough. Um, I guess maybe not so much a tough loss for you because again, you were kind of anticipating it. Steelers are, it looks like they're transitioning their offense to a Kenny Pickett offense. Finally, I expected them to really transition by the end of October, the end of this month, mm-hmm. came rather quick, 
darker than I think most people thought. How are you feeling? What are your thoughts? What are your takes? Shaky offensive line still. Mm -hmm. New quarterback. What's up? You know, I know we lost the game, and that's really disappointing, especially at home in front of Steelers fans. But, man, does it feel pretty good to have Kenny Pickett in there. And I'll tell you why. Um, He only had three incompletions, and while those three incompletions were interceptions, I just, hot take, don't think that they were completely all his fault. And remember what I said last week, that good quarterbacks, successful quarterbacks are willing to take chances, and that's what Kenny was doing, throwing the ball downfield, giving his receivers an opportunity to make a play. I feel like the last interception you can't really count because it was a Hail Mary, so, like, that one doesn't count. Sure. And the first two, I mean, people can – we can debate – you know, all day of, you know, whether or not he should have made those passes, but they did touch his receiver's hands. I mean, well, touch Claypool's hands, touch Fireman's hands. So it's kind of like maybe they could have made those catches. The second one for sure that tipped off of Fireman's hands definitely could have been caught, but I'm you happy. You got your Kenny. wish. You got your wish. You got a Kenny Pickett offense and mm-hmm. a quarterback who's going to take risks. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling you got exactly good. what you, what you wish for. Yeah. I'm excited. It was funny because when I was working on Sunday and mm-hmm. one of my coworkers is a Jets fan. So he's all, ex- he's happy. He's excited. And all my other coworkers are like, Drew, we thought you'd be like, you know, more like in rough shape, like in past weeks when we've lost. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm feeling pretty optimistic about the future here. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is right now. You guys aren't, I wouldn't call it. I think I said this in week one, you aren't rebuilding your restructuring. You're seeing what life is like without Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, when but you also, have to be so long, you know? yeah, Steelers really need to get on their run game as well. Um, maybe with Kenny Pickett in there, it'll be different. But like you said, it's all up to the offensive line too, um, which is has been and still is shaky. But you guys play the Bills this week. Yeah, that'll Thoughts be a tough and test. Prayers. Tough test. Thoughts and prayers. Sorry about your Ravens losing to the Bills. You know, they kept him in check. Um, I actually, when I was watching the game, I saw a stat right before Josh Allen cut it to a one score game before the second half, his last drive, he was before his last drive, he was five for 13 for 42 yards. Mm. First half. Mm -hmm. Then they scored the touchdown. He, and then he went 11 for 22 for 105 yards. And then the TV TD. So pretty much double over double mm-hmm. what he was doing about five minutes prior. Um, yeah. What's going insane. on with your Ravens? I mean, they were up by 17 points at one point, so they came in hot. Problems. They came in hot. I think it was the second play of the game. Marlon Humphrey had a huge interception, um, no pick six, but an interception. They actually led that to a touchdown, um, which, you know, we've talked about before, like it, when defenses make those big plays, you have to score. Mm-hmm. field goal touchdown whatever it is you cannot punt you have to score yeah and they did they got a touchdown in that drive which is great and I felt like the momentum was on the Ravens side and it pretty much was for most of the game Ravens are ranked last in their past defense even with Marcus Peters Marlon Humphrey um Brandon Stevens who they drafted two years ago um he's been I felt like he's been a great guy he's he was a I think he w- one of his assignments was Stefan Diggs a few times. Mm-hmm. Marcus Peters had Stefan Diggs as well. Um, but, you know, second half just <laughs> – or maybe more like fourth quarter. Not not a Ravens uh, – not the best look for the Ravens, right? They really should be 4-0. They were leading by 
three touchdowns against Miami. They were leading by a touchdown. They could have they could have went. Um, so the Ravens' last drive of the fourth quarter, they decided to go for it on fourth and I think it was fourth and one, which most people say, yeah, you should go for it. Ravens used to be, I mean, great in the red zone, great on fourth down too. Right. But I guess like the way the situation was going, um, you know, they were really relying on their defense. Apparently John Harbaugh said that the analytics said to go for the touchdown. Um, but when everyone kind of like looked at the analytics, it was like a 2% chance. Like the analytics oh. said you had a 62% chance of winning. If you scored the touchdown, a 66% chance of winning if you won or if you kicked the field goal. So I'm like, is that really like, is your analytics mind saying, yeah, we should go for the touchdown because that makes sense? Uh-huh. I mean, it's too much of a 50-50 shot. Everyone kind of thinks they, they should have went for the field goal, take the points. I do too. Um, because Yeah, sometimes you have to be a little bit conservative, you know, at least yeah. end the game to overtime and then have trust in your team in overtime. Right. And, uh, I mean, that last play as well, I don't know who Lamar went for. <laughs> I mean, uh, Devin DuVernay was uh, – open wide right mark andrews was was open they had several players open i mean shoot he could have just ran it in too and he didn't do that um tough tough loss but now you guys have the bills (laughs) they're coming off a huge win what are your feelings um it's gonna be a tough test for sure and especially you know the steelers are zero and seven without tj watt so if i'm being realistic with how crazy, incredibly dangerous the Bills are, you know, how we're kind of, um, Deontay Johnson also said it, we're not rebuilding in a bad way. We have a lot of young guys on mm-hmm. offense that are just, you know, now getting reps and experience and, and trying to figure out the identity. So yeah. um, if I'm being realistic, we're probably going to lose that game, <laughs> but I'm actually an optimist. So I don't know, like, Kenny comes out there with some swag. He takes chances. He, the thing about like last week's game that I think could, you know, we might see this weekend as well is Mitch and the offense weren't getting the ball downfield thing with Kenny was Kenny in the offense. They were getting the ball downfield. Right. Maybe it's just like Mike Tomlin, you know, wanted, they just needed a spark. They just needed something different. Mm -hmm. Um, With that said, I think maybe we'll generate some more offense this coming weekend. Um, but I'm pretty optimistic. Maybe we can keep it close if the defense, uh, holds them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I think that's exciting. Now you guys have some kind of change. You have something to look forward to. Um, you know, like you said, Mitch wasn't taking risk. He wasn't, he wasn't getting it down the field. He really wasn't. His defense was doing everything imaginable to keep the score close. And, you know, I mean, Minka is just that entire defense pretty much. So I know, right. You can't put everything on Minka. What if Minka gets right. hurt? He's exactly. had before. Mm-hmm. You never know. Um, again, they're restructuring, but it's fun to see where they go. I can see Mike Tomlin and Kenny Pickett having a great relationship um, throughout Kenny's career. If, you know, if he stays and plays there and whatnot. Um, you know, still questionable about the offensive calls, but. You know, we'll see. I mean, I don't want to compare this to – he looked really good during preseason, right? I mean, of course, he was going on his first reads, mm-hmm. and he was playing against third, maybe fourth-string guys. Um, right. So he got a little bit of a taste, but now, you know, you have these first-stringers who multi-millionaire, you know, pass rushers coming after him. 
Did you see that he, one hit that he took? I don't know if you saw this. He, I think um, I did. And, and you know, because I watch a lot of stuff podcasts afterwards, and I was like, wait, yeah, hold up. Was it Quinn um, Williams? And Kenny stood there and took it. Like a lot of quarterbacks, you know, are like, ah, oh, like somebody's coming after me. I need to like run out and run escape, or whatever. Kenny threw the ball downfield, completed the pass, and then took a huge hit. Mm. that's that's ben roethlisberger ass quarterback right there yeah well ben roethlisberger was a little harder to take down I know. <laughs> man's a yeah thick man thick yes. and tall. very very big big shoulders but you know oh, point yeah. that you made last week was you know we should look out for who's taking reps in practice mm-hmm. and kenny hasn't taken any first team reps good point yeah. since preseason so right. you know to considering how like i mean be like, oh my god, I threw three picks, but it's like, come on, man! Like he actually, hasn't... I felt like across like what I saw on Twitter was he had a lot of praise. Yeah, because everyone realistically, I mean, if you above the average fan, like at, like average fan, they're mad he threw three right. picks. This guy mm-hmm. sucks, right? But if you know what's going on, he's not taking first team reps, like you said. He's only mm-hmm. really done preseason. He's not playing with. He's playing with the second and third string offensive line. Yeah, he's not playing with an actual run game. You know, he's not playing with Chase Claypool, Deontay. You know what I mean? Like he's playing with these second, third string guys. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, I mean, it's not going to gel well as soon as you throw him in there. I'm sure he wasn't quite aware either. He didn't know. They asked him if he knew he'd be going in the game. And he was like, well, Tomlin just came in during halftime and said, Kenny, you're going in. So he just, <laughs> you know, imagine, imagine like you're, you're not even told before the game, hey, if we don't score X amount of points, if we're not leading at the half, we're going to go to Kenny. Like, no, there was no mm-hmm. preface before mm-hmm. the second half. I like um his quote at the end of the game. He said, you know, if you have a first string mentality, then you're always ready. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Which I was like, yeah, like you need to have a first string mentality. You should always be ready to go helmet right. on, you know, ready. You to don't know ready. how many times you're going to get an opportunity. So, but now we know he's, he's the starter. So he's the starter, which That's I'm sure you're very happy about. KPA, um, hail to pit. Love it. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say this, aside from all of our offense crap, um, you can't let Zach Wilson get down the field in a two minute drill at the end of the fourth quarter. I mean, that just can't happen. The defense has to step up as well. And that's I've said this, the Jets aren't that bad. Yeah, <laughs> this might be a good year for the Jets. They aren't that bad. They have really good weapons. They drafted really well with their yeah, wide receivers. Starter. Incredible. Their, their offensive or their head coach is a defensive mind. I love him. Robert Sala. Like, I love him. I think he's great. I think he's great for the organization. Um, their defense isn't that bad. They have a ton of guys on defense. Quincy Williams, his brother, Quinton Williams, like mm-hmm. CJ Mosley. Like, they have a ton of guys on there. CJ, I think, had led the team in tackles. I think it was like 12 tackles or something. I mean, they aren't a bad team. They're still just trying to find, um, you know, find what works for them. And I mean, of course, like, you know, can you compare that against the Steelers? Mm, Not sure, but the Steelers still have a really good defense that you still have to play against. So for that, like, yeah, I will give them a ton of props. We will go. We kind of already talked about some of our hot takes where, uh, the Ravens in quarter four. <laughs> well, I got a stat for you if you're ready for the Ravens. More, it's more of a bill stat, but it it affected Whatever. the Ravens. So, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> um, 
Bills have outscored their opponents 44 to zero in the third quarter this season. I saw that. Yeah. Actually. So whatever they're doing in the locker room is working. They're making adjustments. They're making the right adjustments, which the Ravens used to be really good at. And now they're just kind of, I don't know, heads in the clouds. Um, I know you don't like to talk about it all the time though, but with Lamar's like looming contract, I mean, Ravens just can't, can't waste a good Lamar year at this point, you know? Well, I don't know if you saw, I was watching the herd Colin coward. Um, (laughs) I think his show is very informational. Sometimes his hot takes actually probably 50% of his hot takes were, are very just out of left field. Um, but I do like the stats and some of the people he brings on the interview yesterday, he brought on Michael Vick mm. and I was like, Oh, I'm turning this up. So I listened to Michael Vick and I will also send you like maybe the tweet or the quote to add to here. But Vick said, or one of the questions here, I'll pull it up right now. Yeah. You tweeted something he said. Yeah. Okay. So Colin Coward asked Michael Vick when he noticed he couldn't outrun linebackers, you know, juke them, whatever, and how he kind of felt like I can't get hit in the hips. You know, I can't get hit like that anymore if I keep running. Um, And Vick said it was around the age when he was 30 or 31. And Lamar's, I think, 24, 25 right now. Um, When he felt like things changed, getting, getting ready for a game, prepping for a game, he said he just felt completely different. Um, prepping was different now. One of the quotes he said was, you get to a point mentally, you know, he'll go in saying today, I'm going to try and sit in the pocket and pass it and not move around a lot because I don't want to get hit, mm-hmm. you know? So that was Vic when he said 30, 31. No, now we know Lamar has kind of passed some of his numbers at such a young age and whatnot. Um, you know, I, I think it is it's a topic sure like i mean but everyone gets hurt right like Mm -hmm. we have or ravens had a couple guys who tore their achilles that's probably the worst injury you can almost have oh yeah that's common right that's common besides like concussion unfortunately that's common um i don't like that protocol at all um i think it's too short (laughs) i've said this like for years you know, but the Achilles, it takes, uh, I think, over a year to really come back fully healthy. But Lamar, you know, being at such a young age, he can still move around. Um, but he's got to choose when to throw it, throw it out, hold the ball so he doesn't get hurt. So he can last in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally right? agree. Um, That was my take on that. So moving on, let's talk to the AFC North. Let's transition there to the whole AFC North. Mm-hmm we said before coming on here the afc north there's not really a huge front runner i mean Mm -hmm. it looks like it's probably the ravens right now i hate to say it the browns kind of look good Bengals might be coming back what are we doing here what do you ravens Bengals, browns all kind of tied for first if you will with the Mm -hmm. two and two record and then the steelers you know kind of coming in right behind with one and three but no, I agree. It's tough because, you know, like we said a couple of weeks ago, we were kind of surprised that the Bengals were 0 and 2. So now they're 2 and 2. Um, I think that they finally shook the rest off and um, they look pretty good on Thursday night football. So, I mean, I would even, if they stay playing like that, like they kind of had an all around good game. I mean, you know, Burrow threw for almost 300 yards, had two touchdowns, mixing out a touchdown. And, 
you know, they have a bunch of wide receiver weapons. Um, if they yeah. keep playing like that, like they might, they might be the strongest in the AFC. North. They could, they could come back. I mean, it's a, it's a long season. Um, they still have to play the Ravens again or Ravens. Well, they're playing the Ravens this weekend, but they had to play them again. Um, they have to play the Browns and they have to play the Steelers again. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's still tough, you know, still AFC North is still, you know, rough football oh, up yeah. there. So, Oh yeah. I will say this, you know, I don't want injuries, but I do love a bench clearing brawl, man. I would love to see some, something tenacious and nasty on Sunday with what night. two teams drew with, with Be more specific with Ravens Bengals on Sunday night. Give me some entertainment with a bench clearing brawl. That's how AFC the Ravens in the-, the Bengals. Yeah. Mm. Why not? Mm. Maybe Jamar chase and like Marcus Peters, Marcus Peters talks a lot, a lot of crap mm-hmm. i'm with it i like it yeah, yeah. i like it yeah i've just turned into a fun. huge marcus peters fan really? what sorry make it fun make it entertaining we're not hockey hockey it's like part of the game i know or baseball but the thing in baseball is you know you get a bench clearing ball but nobody actually throws a punch like <laughs> everyone just kind of walks out sweaters on yeah chest exactly up. <laughs> yeah it's not real right <laughs> yeah no front runner for the afc north um i think i mean i guess like you could say it's the ravens but just the way the ravens have looked at home questionable mm-hmm. ton of questions okay moving on to where are my notes um no afc front runner right i mean the bills kind of are but this year man if you were in a survivor pool like i was i lasted three weeks this is insane because you don't know who's going to win each week. You really don't. Yeah. Well, especially it's, when there's a lot of tough teams. I mean, you know, yeah. look at the chiefs, the chiefs are incredible. Um, I mean, the dolphins were three and but now it's a little mm-hmm. up in the air with what's going on in their organization. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously the bills are really good, but then most of the AFC North teams are really good and competitive as well. So yeah. I think the AFC in general is just considerably more competitive than NFC. I do too. Um, I mean, and I think a lot of people kind of were skeptical about that too, because they have a ton of players that came to the AFC. Um, you know, NFC, they have the, they have the Eagles. Um, Eagles look great. Um, mm-hmm. Eagles are the only undefeated team, I think. Yeah. Are you they know, real? they were losing to the Jaguars who have a great defense. It looks like they got their offense together and Doug Peterson, he knows the Eagles very well. It's their head coach. Um, so, I mean, the Eagles did come back, but, um, again, like Jacksonville put up a fight last year. They probably would have had maybe a field goal on the board, um, different team than last year. But mm-hmm. again, it's what I'm trying to point out. There's no real huge front runner maybe the chiefs maybe the bills sure yeah but you know if you know the ravens didn't screw up in quarter in their fourth quarter I keep calling it quarter four that sounds so odd in the fourth quarter <laughs> you know the ravens would have won you know the chiefs um the chiefs lost to the colts i mean there's and they're gonna see them again because they're in the same division so huge toss-up for afc and nfc I guess you could say the Eagles are the front runner, but they haven't really played anything legit. They played Washington. They played the Vikings. They just yeah. played the Jaguars. Like, okay. Come to the AFC North. Right. From the AFC. Go play the Jets. 
I would like to see that play the well, Jets. Even the rest of their division, you know, looking obviously Washington, like you said, not not the strongest team. The Giants, I mean, they're three and one, but you know, Daniel. Offense. Same thing with you guys. Like they're winning by their defense. Daniel Jones defense. went down over the weekend. Um, Tyrod Taylor went down over the weekend. There, oh. no, I'm with you. I, I mean, the, I feel like the only threat to the Eagles in the NFC East is the Cowboys. And I mean, honestly, due in part to Cooper Rush, he's like yeah. one of the only quarterbacks to start their career four and zero for the Cowboys. So that's he has like incredible. the longest streak without an interception right now. Oh, I'm loving even that. against Tom Brady, even against Aaron Rodgers, I think even against Patrick Mahomes, he has one of the longest streaks right now without an interception. He's not throwing for I think three to four hundred yards. I think it's more like two fifty ish. He had two touchdowns in this last uh, this last weekend, but he's winning games. Yeah, Mike McCarthy. Go Cooper. Happy. Go hey, Coach Dak Coach might Coach. be playing this weekend. If it's mm. if it's Jerry Jones' team, Dak's probably going to be playing this weekend. You know, I like Dak. As a overrated. player, overrated. as a person, but man, I just love the backup QB like leading the team story. Like that just Great story that gets me. Talk about underdogs. We love our underdogs. Like love I just it. love that stuff. It's so fun. <laughs> it's so fun. Um, I love it, especially like looking at this third string quarterback for the Patriots. Kind of look. I mean, He's it's good. so early and so quick, but it's kind of looking like a Tom Brady story right now. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I was thinking the same thing. Mm-hmm. Packers almost got zapped. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I come in. You with should send that to Patriot social team, please. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So Ravens play Bengals this weekend. I think the Ravens will win as long as they are there playing in the fourth quarter. Okay. Right. Go for the field goal. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. You know what I don't like, though? John Harbaugh in his press conference, he, like, you see a lot of guys, um, a lot of coaches kind of own up to it. Like, mm, Broncos, maybe I shouldn't have coach, done that or whatever, right? He did that. He's like, maybe we should put in our $230 million quarterback instead of kicking the field goal yeah. <laughs> against the Seahawks, right? Maybe we should have done X, Y, and Z. You know, he's very um, vulnerable in that way. John Harbaugh, no. He's not admitting anything. <laughs> Yeah. And that's what I wish he would say is just like, you know, maybe we should kick the field goal. Probably been a better idea. I think he said hindsight 2020, which yeah, is true. Of course. And you're going to have people that come after you too. It says, why don't you go for it on fourth down? You have Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it never ends. Double edged um, sword. You, you can't win unless you actually do win. So, yeah. You know. Should we do um, score predictions? Yeah. Let's yeah. do it. I definitely think Browns are going to lose this week to the Chargers. Yeah, me too. I think it'll be close though, because Justin Herbert is hurt. Well, and last week, I'm, I totally forgot to mention this when we were talking about the Browns. Uh, Amari Cooper was limited to one catch for nine yards. So, I mean, he's arguably the best receiver on their team. If they run game, actually, baby, run game. They got Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Yeah, Nick Chubb over 100 yards, one touchdown last week. So. Donovan Peoples Jones, which they didn't really use him that much, but I just love the name. I know. Peoples so long though. So Jones. long. By the time you say it, he's already scored the touchdown, they already <laughs> kicked the field goal or kicked the PAT. I love that. That's great. You know. Uh yeah, the late interception really killed the Browns. So yeah, just tighten the things up. It, it could be a close game, but I think Chargers are certainly a very another very strong AFC team. So yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but score predictions. Okay. What are you thinking? Ravens, Bengals, Sunday night football, prime time. What you got? Um, prime time. I think it's at home. I'm going with Ravens 35 to Bengals 21. Mm. Dang. Yeah. Two touchdowns yeah. over. I think they'll, I mean, the Ravens offense pretty much have it together. You know, there's some, as long as Greg Roman, their offensive coordinator, doesn't go away from their game plan, they should be good. Defense, on the other hand, against Joe Burrow, we saw that twice last year. Joe Burrow threw for like 500 yards. Please don't do that again. I love Adam and Joe Stadium. We're good. Love me some Joe Burrow. Shut up. Shut up. I no, love it. Not this weekend. No, no, no. <laughs> totally agree. Could be a pretty high scoring game. I wouldn't be surprised if we see the score go into the forties a little bit. It'll just be a shootout. You know, that's what I thought was going to happen last week with the chiefs bucks on Sunday night football. I was like, this is going to be a shootout. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well, it was funny. Cause like the Ravens and the bills, they were kind of like teetering back and forth um, for a little while. For the mm-hmm. most part, I mean, the Ravens hell ha- had the ball had possession for most of the first half for like three quarters of the first half. That's definitely going to be a type of game where your favorite does defense win championships. Defense going to have to come in big. Yeah, they are. They really are. Um, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, who's been – I mean, Jamar Chase is would like to be the number one, but recently it's been Tyler Boyd. Um, maybe not last week, but recent weeks. Joe Mixon, I mean, there's they just have a ton – they have a ton of offense, and mm-hmm. they should be doing better, and apparently – I mean, their offensive line's a little shaky. Mm-hmm. That might be a thing across the league. Yeah. But Steelers, I think Steelers play the Bills. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to see Josh Allen not play the entire game. And I think it's going to be like 35 to like 14. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> um. Hot take. I think our offense will certainly improve this week. Um, I think the game will be realistically score prediction, maybe like 30 to 20 bills. Optimistically, I don't know. Steelers kick a game winning field goal. Come on now. Let's go. I was, I was, I was basically two for two last week on score prediction. So you're supposed to be realistic. I know. That's why I said I gave you a realistic one and then I gave you an optimistic one. Okay. Cause um, I, I th- am they kind of mesh together in my head right now. <laughs> half full person glass, half full person. Okay. Hey, you know what we need? We just need, we need cam to get in there make a couple sacks. We need Devin Bush in there, make a couple sacks. I mean, Minka to have like three pick sixes, you know? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That, that would be nice. Yep. Yep. That'd be great. Okay, guys, I think that does it for us going into week five, a a fourth of the way through the NFL season. So sad. I love football season. It's the best season ever. I know. Um, That is it for us for Queens of the North. I'm Gabby DePaula with Drew Jones. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.